into a bar on a cool winter's evening underneath the stars and we'll find somewhere close hello and you're in the cool room uh, i'm one of your hosts david griffiths joining me midweek for a fun chat is travis bristos how are you travis midweek yeah, i'm not too bad david it's uh yeah, it's another week in Melbourne lockdown. And it's another week in Melbourne lockdown. It's, uh, how are the ceiling uh, windows holding up with the winds that we're having today? Doing okay. It is pretty windy here in Melbourne today. I, um, you can yeah, tell that we really are a Melbourne podcast because even though we've got all sorts of things that are actually agended to talk about, um, it's the weather that becomes the first thing that we actually do talk about. Yeah. Mm. It is yeah. very windy. We had a branch snap off a tree out the front. Oh, I spent, uh, spent my morning in the garden this morning, so... Yep. Fun times. The things we do in lockdown. The That's things it. we do in lockdown. You've, uh, you've been off editing podcasts for us and uh, cleaning up the Urbanaut one. And we, for people who were in the room with us, yes. we, um, we snipped things a little bit towards the end there. So you didn't get the normal three hours of power from us. Nor did you get the, you know, recording through till three o'clock in the morning, I hasten to add. We do have a fair few people that uh, join us in the Zoom room that hang around afterwards for for drinks and chats and there discussions are, on the beers we've chosen. And yeah, There are people still just about on it when I get up in the morning many, 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 many hours after I'd left the room. So Yes, we had, uh, we had some chats the other night um, with certain people from the Zoom room and they mentioned that uh, I think the latest a certain someone had been in the room was through to 3 a.m. or something. Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's, I think that's, people are regularly on until 3 a.m. There are times that I get up again, like genuinely, and there's still people going on. I've been to bed for hours. So this, okay. is what we, this is what we do now. This is our life. Thursday night, Zoom chats, turn them into podcasts and uh, listen to the stories of the younger people in our crowd that uh, hang around for lengthy periods of time afterwards. Exactly right. I don't know. No, younger people isn't the right word for that. The people that don't have children. Yeah, I, th- I think I think, I think you're probably is. right on both. But I mean, for, yeah. for me, it's all of the above because pretty much everyone else is younger than me. And um, you're right. You know, with the exception of you, me, and Warren, I feel like we're the dads of the operation. We go, right, yeah, yeah, well, we're off. To, we're off to bed now, kids. You all be good to each other, and then you, you know, I think everyone has been good to each other. So that's, that's good. So to the listeners out there, if you want to have a a fun time on a Thursday night, whether you're in lockdown or not, join us on a, on a Thursday. We've got a few big ones coming up, actually, David. We've got a, a number of very big ones coming up. By the time that people are listening to this, it's probably a cashier tomorrow night. So uh, that'll be on the night of Thursday, the 24th of September, 2020. And then we've got uh, the big, big, big one uh, that's looming on the horizon is Weinstefan. Um which is a bit of a logistical nightmare for me. That's no one else's problem other than me. Just a lot of glass bottles that we have to move around, which is sort of becoming a theme of our discussions. Yes. It's, yeah, it's, it sounds like it's a lot of glass to deal with between the bottles of beer, the people that are getting steins. Well, yeah, that's... It's the getting all the beer into the pub to break it up and move it around. Um, that's the that's the challenge on that front. Yes. Not only you, Travis, but I've, I feel like I've seen a spectre of the ghost of Christmas present. Yes. Warren Wu is in the room and... Hello, hello, sorry, <laughs> yes. Welcome, Warren. I didn't think we were getting your presents this afternoon. I'm very I, happy. I, I was gonna try to make this work. We'll have to, we'll have to see how I go. My mere presence might ruin everything, like some sort of, I don't know, uh, interspace anomaly. Well, you've certainly raised the level of conversation. and um... <laughs> I'm, no, I'm sure you guys can come up with enough conversation without me throwing in some sort of vague... Well, we've uh, already been going for 10 minutes and... In true Warren Wu style. He, yeah, that's you know, right. He knew it wouldn't, starting it wouldn't at make any sense if I was actually on time and ready to go. Like, that would be... Is it windy over near your house, Warren? No, it's just how my hair is. <laughs> it wasn't even, it wasn't, <laughs> just, it wasn't just, even. It wasn't even a crack. I kind of. I feel like this is this is another, and I feel like maybe David in our in our little chat before we get to our guest today, we've been having a lot of Melbourne topics. Mm. This is a very Melbourne thing at the moment. It's 
you log into a Zoom chat and all of a sudden you look disheveled and, and like you haven't had a haircut in three months and it's because none of us have had haircuts in three months. Mm. Oh, at least. I, did, I didn't have a haircut. I didn't get to the hairdresser in lockdown one, let alone. Yeah. Yes, it's... um. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all funny. What else have you been talking about? I, I don't normally get to the chance to ask this question because we have a guest who we have to be professional in front of. Well, it's much no. more fun. Yeah, well, would you like us to press pause so the listeners don't have to hear the conversation <laughs> twice? Or... It'd, it'd be funny to get the listeners to, to, to quick, like, the quick rundown. Maybe listeners have... have... What, do you, what do you think we've been talking about? Let's do it that way. Oh, that's pretty that's good. A, that's I like idea. that. I like that. That's maybe uh, we can do that. Maybe we can do that every time you join the podcast. Like, yeah, you what do you think you've been talking about? Yeah, um, I reckon. I reckon you're probably kicked off with a discussion about oh the incredibly low numbers in Melbourne, meaning that we we the lockdown looks quite good. So eleven out no. of fourteen. No, at your own. We didn't even no. touch on that. Uh, the cat has only barely beat Sydney uh, on the weekend. That, was, that might be a... No, 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 no. Wrong again. Uh, has it got anything to do with beer? Yes, oddly yes, enough. Have, yes, <laughs> yes. Terrific. You would we have did, sunk it. We did have a, a brief conversation about beer before you joined us. We were in the midst of talking about our big event in a couple of weeks' time. Mm, um, the big... The big don't, don't mention the war. Well, we're uh, talking this about is what, the, the logistics. This is this a little inciting to what Thursday was going to be like with you, Warren? Yeah. <laughs> just, you, just you constantly saying that in the background. Don't, don't mention the war. <laughs> oh, so, Dave, David, you were talking about um, the, the logistics of, uh, of glass. Um, yes. As one we, of my, pet, my pet topics at the moment. As we sort of get this record underway and I get it edited and put up, hopefully tomorrow sometime, Wednesday... Yeah. Um, how many packs have we got left to sell? I have no idea. Well, that doesn't help me. I thought I can, that... I can, I can look at the, the the short answer is plenty. If you want, if someone wants one, uh, because we can always get more from the distributors still. So, Win. so everyone, make sure that um, the listeners out there make sure you check out the the Shopify store. That's exactly right. Even if it looks back. like there's none there, just send us a message and we can yeah. we can upload another batch. We sort of order them in nice round numbers from the uh, the team. So there's still double packs and single packs. And then there's the fun of getting the beer delivered tomorrow and making them into the packs and then getting uh, getting it from there. It's getting it going to be a fun night. You yeah. will, yeah. Or, or morning in the case of the wines to farmers. Or, all of the above. Well, the, the, the tricky little trick that we've, I thought I was being clever and would deliver the Acacia and Weinstefana together. And so lots of people have ordered both, but of course, only ticked delivery once, quite reasonably. And uh-huh. this means if we've got to do two trips, I have to pay double delivery. So I'm trying Ooh. to avoid that particular crisis. Uh, anyway, let's not bog down on... There you go, yep. Technicalities. But, yeah, of, of what I do at three o'clock in the morning when I look at spreadsheets and pull what's little of my hair out. The Weinstefana beers look amazing and I just genuinely can't wait for that night because it's going to be such a treat to have Oktoberfest live in our lounge rooms. I was trying to work out, David, the other day, many, many months ago, we talked about um, having a map of places we could throw a dart at and see if we yes. throw those beers off. Is this going to be our furthest away guest, or? Oh, yeah, I reckon it just about would be. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done the maths between there and um, Denmark. Well, see that. Oh, you you well done. Mm, you just, yeah. I just forgot about Denmark. Sorry. Oh I, yeah, yeah, wine I, I, yeah. I only had California on my head, so I don't think they'll be our furthest away guest. I think you've just answered my question. Mm. I think if if unless we get well now is Denmark more like is Denmark further away than the UK? Yeah, you just no the UK would be further away. So unless we get an English guest, 
I can't wait to see what our download numbers are like the week after this. But <laughs> 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 not so much for you. By the time people have already downloaded this one, they've downloaded it. But it's like, oh, what are you listening to, dear? Uh, a whole lot of blokes without any idea about geography talking about what's further away from something. How about we, how about we promote uh, a little bit last week then? How about we 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 make yep. sure that people download this one? We've, yeah, we've, we've pretty much done that. We've, have we've you? On that oh, well. that's why I should have mentioned. That's why I should have mentioned. It's only ten minutes. You guys are efficient. That's great. Well, well we didn't waste time talking about the footy. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You never waste time talking about the footy. You do the other one that's worth you mentioning. Do when your team's not in the finals. Okay. okay. The other one that's worth mentioning while we're talking about promoting stuff, of course, is our Sunday afternoons together where we've been gathering and um, having some pleasant chats. And some of those, I think, have gone on for quite a, a few hours for some of the listeners as well, as in some of the people who join us in the Zoom room. So at um, four o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, we taste all the new things that have come into the to the shop and um this week it'll be two new deeds beers and a whole lot of fresh stone beer um which will be really good fun including the arrogant bastard and some of those that are just coming out of the containers as we speak so if you're a fan of american beers you've probably had the uh the west coast and the arrogant bastard and some of those before um but these are nice fresh versions of it so if you're into a, looking for an excuse to taste uh, a beer again you can come and join us at four o'clock. We don't record it or anything. We just sit around and, and no matter where you're coming from, and if you want to bring different beers to the conversation, you can do that too. That is, uh, now that you've mentioned the stone stuff, David, I think I've just realised where my weekly allowance of beer is going to this week, and it's going to your pocket, which is great. <laughs> or the pocket of Mr. Stone at any rate. So <laughs> That one's not online yet. I'm halfway through doing the... Um, doing the little promo images for that, when I got rudely, rudely, rudely interrupted by um, a whole lot of phone calls this afternoon. That's all right. Mm. Oh, well. Um, we have, we've touched on most of our stuff for this week, I think. Has anyone else got anything they would like to add to the record to entertain the listeners before we meet our guests for today? Oh, by the looks of it, I reckon, why don't we just put a little pin on that bit and we'll be joined by Ben and Ben from Carwin in a couple of minutes' time. And now we're joined in the call room by not one, but two Bens from uh, Carwin Sellers. Ben Carwin, Ben Javale, welcome into the Chili Call Room this afternoon. Pleasure to be here. Great to be here, mate. Awesome. It's uh, not too chilly. We've been had a couple of Melbourne weather discussions already uh, before you joined us today. So uh, we trust that it's, you know, not too windy and not too bizarrely sort of weather-wise over in your bit of Melbourne at the moment. It's very it's, Melbourne. It's very Melbourne. It's just gone <laughs> cold and windy in the last three minutes. Yeah, it looks a bit the same out outside of our windows right here as well. In, um, the, in the break we had, David, it has started raining on the ceiling windows. So uh, that's how much it's changed in 20 minutes. If, if I go silent, that's me running outside to save our laundry because I reckon if it started to rain where you are in Yarraville, then I've got about 10 minutes. Yep. Great, great radio <laughs> for the listeners at home. We, uh, yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Right. We love this. <laughs> um, let's paint a picture, for, particularly for people who are outside of Melbourne. I'm guessing that pretty much everyone who listens to us in Melbourne will have been to Carwin at some stage. But for people who are international listeners in particular, can you tell us a little bit of, first of all, whereabouts in the city you're located and paint us a little bit of a picture about what it's like to walk through those front doors and go through the establishment? <laughs> so, Carwin Sellers is based up in Thornbury, so we're 7Ks north of the CBD, 8K, something like that. On the 86 tram line. 86 tram line, known as the crazy tram, it's so much fun. Um, basically, you walk into Carwin, we've got retail shop in the front, which is kind of where we started. Um, a whole bunch of fridges full of ever constantly rotating craft beer and wine and stuff. And then out the back, in the old storeroom, which used to be a Mexican food store, uh, we have a bar now. 
We're basically, we're, we're a mullet with yep. business out the front, party out the back. <laughs> and a little bit of lovely outside space as well. I've been to my favourite little drinking spots out there. Yeah, it's slowly evolved and grown over the years. And um, when, uh, when the place is pumping, there's, there's quite a few heads here. Yeah. Mm. We'd ask to get it open again eventually. Yes, well, we'll certainly talk more about that as we go along. But that gives people a bit of a feel. So, and that bit of Thornbury's a very much a changed kind of suburb from what it was when you guys first opened the doors, I guess. You know, it's um, in no small part due to your presence there, I reckon. Yeah, I think when we first opened, when I first bought the business, we used, I used to get people walk in, speak to me in Greek or Italian. When I'd look confused, they'd just walk out. <laughs> they didn't even try. Um, so yeah, it's it's changed a lot. You know, you know, it's, it's it, example something that I think the last few times that I've been there have been after wrestling shows at the town hall. So <laughs> yep. you know, who, who would have thought you know ten years ago that it's going to be that you're you're going to have a cool little uh, bar with some of the most interesting craft beers in Melbourne, full of wrestling types on a Saturday yeah. night at midnight. They're, they're an interesting yeah. crowd as well. <laughs> <laughs> They're very dear to my heart, but yes, they are. But, um, you know, with a lot of glasses getting knocked over from people yeah. who just, you know, just don't realise their size. Yeah. Uh, the beer garden's good for wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and golf at the moment. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Is this the first place you guys have owned? Is it? Have you come from another place before? Or so this is the first one we've owned. Um, I started in 07, um, but I grew up in bottle shops, wineries, you know, doing this for a long time. So Second nature. And, uh, I have worked for Ben for, oh, shit, 10 years in, in February. So <laughs> there you go. But I'm uh, sort of wine industry background and hospo retail background in Adelaide before I came over. He's the Black Prince of the Barossa. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Says you. <laughs> Why do I feel that there probably is a, a pub in the Brossa called the Black Prince or so, or maybe in Hamburg? <laughs> you know, it just sounds like a very hard Maybe I'll come back one day. Yeah. Yeah. It's my calling. Or, or if we ever get to travel interstate again and we go to wineries over there and mention the Black Prince, if people are going to look at us a bit strange and go, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we got rid of him. Yeah. Again, many, many, many of our listeners are fascinated by life in sort of hospital related things. So I guess the question is, you know, what was the process that led to you being daring enough to do what you did of, you know, buying a place, not just throwing the doors open, but fundamentally changing it from what it was to, to what it is. You know, it's a, there must've been a few scary moments along the way. Yeah, a few scary moments. Um, coming from Western Australia, so I came out of WA 15, 16, 17 years ago. I don't know when now. Um, and back in those days, Western Australia was kind of the home of craft beer. You had, you know, Matilda Bay and, and the old Sail and Anchor and what Phil Sexton was doing and Farrell. And I went to school with Brendan from Farrell. So we kind of, and Phoenix Beers, the importers. So we had the stuff first over there. Yeah, for a long time, WA was in front of the East Coast. It was the one thing we were better at. Um, and then I got here and went, no one's doing it. So I kind of started and, you know, I had a bit of a falling out with CUB. Haven't spoken to them in 15 years. Um, Gee, that must be nice not to have to speak to them. Yeah. It's delightful. They have come in. They do come in occasionally, but not very often. They've been dropping off some pirate life samples, which is very Yeah, nice. they drop off samples of pirate yeah. life. Yeah. Still not going to buy it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you drink it. We'll drink it. You, you're not doing what I have to do. A lot. You're not having to have that conversation, which I have on an almost monthly basis. When they, when the truck arrives um, at my pub with you know all of the, uh, the uh, look, we don't have any Carlton draft this week, but we've got a couple of Vicks and 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 uh, stubby a light. Uh, sorry, a, a keg of light. Will that do instead? And it's like, <laughs> no, I think I gave you money for Carlton draft about two weeks ago, and you still haven't brought it. So <laughs> you're not having that conversation. That's lovely. No, no, it's been a long time since we've had any of those conversations. I think Ben said he would sell it a tap yes. to CB I, for a million dollars. I know, I wasn't that greedy. I think it was 250 grand. 
Oh, well, if you're listening, CUB, Mr. CUB. <laughs> That's a good offer, yeah. Take yeah. that. Yeah. If you're listening for the bit yeah. the, where, where you just sued me for what I said, you can use the money that you get out of me <laughs> to buy a tap out at Carwin. <laughs> yeah. But no, we kind of just went with the flow and um, previous manager kind of started with craft beer and then Ben dropped his CV off onto my Sunday guy and I went, oh, his surname. Pretty sure he's John's son. I'll give him a job. <laughs> Thinking he was going to sell lots of wine and, well, here we are. <laughs> uh, you, know, or, you know, or at least lots of was, Belgian beers or something fun like that, you know. Yeah. I was just getting into uh, home brewing at the time, so it sort of just snowballed yeah. and then got completely out of control. So. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, Ten years is a good innings, I reckon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. We I sort of have a few traditional questions that we normally ask people on the way. And cool. Want to crack a beer? While oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, go for it. We've already, um, I'm through my first one. I'm trying to crack I haven't. I, what, I, what, I, what I might do is ask what, Yeah, question. what are you guys drinking? Hold on, let's, let's. There we go. Pseudo Sue. Pseudo Sue. A couple of pseudo Sue's. Oh, very yeah. nice. Why not? Why not? I'm going to ask my question and then dash to the fridge because I'm the one who's the least prepared for the for the, what we're doing right now, but it's a, it's a very sensible question to be asking in the context, which is, guys, do you remember what the first craft beer you had was? And, you know, we're always sort of interested to sort of give people an idea of what generation of craft beer drinker you are. <laughs> so I, I was going to say define craft, but go on. I define craft, but... Well, in, in, the relation, in the history of the call room, I think craft's been mm. very broadly defined by a lot of people. So whatever you consider to be craft or whatever you consider to be your first craft beer, mm. they'll stand oh, the test of being a craft that's, beer. That's easy for me as Coopers. Grew up on the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, probably oh, yeah. probably yeah, Matilda Bay Dog Bolter. But I didn't oh, drink beer. I, I didn't drink beer until about three years ago. Beer is not my first drink of choice. I'm a wine guy. I thought you were a seltzer guy. Oh. <laughs> oh. and that's where we finished the podcast <laughs> yeah we're in the chat and we've already bring up the salsa thing like <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry that's that's I mean, gold you know, we, we live in melbourne in 2020 during covid it had to come up at some point in time i think so i think we called it about 12 18 months ago looking forward to launching our uh, hard seltzer uh, advent calendar yeah. hard seltzer advent <laughs> that will oh yeah there's a, there's a little part of me that thinks you're kidding on that. Then there's a little part of me that thinks perhaps you could be serious on that. <laughs> Absolutely. This yeah. is the third podcast that's been mentioned on, so we'll see. <laughs> Keep there's a few guessing. more popping up at the moment. I've had a few emails the in the last week or two with a whole lot of new ones popping up. Oh, getting multiple samples per week of new yeah. ones. Absolutely. Really? So is it, actually gonna, is it actually going to be a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. It's going to be a huge thing. It's a beast. Is it going to be a thing for people brewing stuff because it's a lot cheaper or is it going to be a thing which people are going to drink? Yeah, people are drinking it. Really? People are drinking it? It's the same market as the RTD drinkers. Yeah. It doesn't taste like alcohol. Ah. Is there one out there, you know, obviously we have sort of crafty listeners, quite seriously, if there's one that you, you wanted to say to someone, yeah, we know, we know we've all been doing seltzer jokes for the last, you know, year but you've really got to try this one? Nah. <laughs> oh, I haven't liked any. No. <laughs> there will, as time goes on, they'll get better. There'll be some more interesting experimental sort of fruit yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. It'll, it'll happen. There's a guy in um, uh, Wellington who's been experimenting during COVID lockdown and he's made about 80 variants. He's a very, very good brewer for a, quite a big operation over there. So I reckon there's going to be, I reckon there'll be some interesting ones pop up. Definitely. Some of the more interesting sour breweries in the, the yeah. States have been putting them out uh, and doing crazy good with them. So there's a the potential for it because yeah. you think a lot of, a lot of the, not the moose, but a lot of the aromatized kind of liqueurs from, from the Northern, from Northern Italy, like, Campari, Campari might be flavoured with a whole bunch of stuff, but when it all comes down to it, it's neutral, neutral spirit, water, and a whole bunch of other flavouring. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, it's got some cred. So 
Why yeah, not it's, a softer version? Yeah, definitely. And we've seen, and I think we will see, like, kind of on that vein, a bit of a growth in low alcohol premixed cocktails that are good quality. Oh, yeah. Yep, um, yep. I think that's something that will pop up as well. We've done batched Negroni since we opened the bar and bottled it and sold it at the shop, and it sells really well. So, you know, there's things that I think we're, we're sort of working on a couple of things at the moment. So, is, is your batch Negroni, is your batch Negroni any different from the classic? What have you guys, what's, what's the Carwin Ooh. Negroni? What, what's Tell the, you, we'd have to kill you. <laughs> what's the unique selling proposition of <laughs> the axle grease off the ADC? It's, um, it's a triple, triple vermouth. Triple vermouth. Oh, yeah. So nice. that's the big thing for us. We used two yeah. different vermouths. Blended vermouth. Yeah. So we, it, was, it was before the bar originally opened, we went round, we, I rocked up with a couple of mates at Ben's house at like five o'clock in the afternoon with an entire lamb from the Preston markets over my shoulder and then a box of mixed vermouths uh, in the other arm. And uh, by the end of the night, we'd figured out the recipe. Uh, by the morning, we'd forgotten it, but Ben cleverly had, uh, had arranged the bottles. Yeah. <laughs> Clever. Experience experience mixer there. Yeah. My wife was working in the UK at the time. I had the kids. And I had my probably six-year-old basting the lamb with a rosemary brush at about 10 (laughs) o'clock at night. Uh, We've all been there. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Yeah, so the the gin has changed, but the vermouth blend has not changed in... uh, What did we... We just had the bar's birthday, which we forgot about. So how many years six was that? Years? Six or seven? Six, I think, I don't know. And six or seven <laughs> something. Yeah. Something. Something. Yeah. Yeah, But cool. uh, interestingly, talking about the bar, it's just had a complete uh, rebuild. So that would be something exciting for when we're finally allowed punters back in. Um, what, can you tell, what can you tell us about that? Uh, it's all things that the punters won't see. Especially because oh. I'll be outside. But, yeah. be outside. Yeah. <laughs> Does this mean you have a new cool room? Like the, the, the reason we call this the cool room is because basically all of the things that go on behind the scenes that actually yeah. make the beer cold and that make you yeah. lie awake at three o'clock in the morning. So is, is that what you've been working away on? All of that sort of... Yeah, all the yeah, boring so stuff. All the boring stuff. We yeah. rebuilt the font and just fixed a few design flaws from when we first built it. Um, we've built in a big stainless steel built-in plum drip tray with glass rinses. Um, chilled water rinsing, um, placed all the lines, new glass racks. So this yeah. is, yeah, this it is, looks, and, and the beautiful bar top. And a beautiful bar top. Shout out to uh, Pete and Mikey who uh, yes. slaved over that. It's, uh, it's a thing of beauty. This is just like, you know, when I go to Officeworks and get excited or, you know, get the latest, you know, uh, catalogue from Andale or somewhere and go, oh, I can have one of those and one of those. And, uh, and one of those. We yeah. do, and an extra four taps. And an extra four taps, yeah. And Just for good measure. four taps. So yeah. what's, now, how many taps are we up to now then? 24 or 34? What's the... 32. What's, 32, right 24 inside, eight uh, in the beer garden. It's got its own bar. Yeah, okay. I was, I was pretty much on par then. I was, yeah. yeah, well done. Do you, guys, do you guys know of a place that has more beer taps in Melbourne than you do? Because I've always uh, at the most. Well, like, individual beer taps is probably probably not individual beer taps. I reckon that'd be yeah, yeah. Moondog um, has lots of doubling up. Yeah, yeah. Your they, friends at Mister West would be twenty five. Twenty five. I think he started about. 18. Oh, he's twenty four. I think. I think he's now twenty four. Yeah. yeah. It makes my I don't have any taps at the moment because the cool room's broken. Uh, scenario nowhere near as exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> Really ironic that he so ironic. A podcast called <laughs> Cool Room, but he doesn't have a cool room that works anymore. Uh, yeah. Not since the incident. All right, we're re- renaming uh, the podcast The Hot Box. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not far off, actually. The, the pie warmer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so apart from your own bar, um, what are your favourite watering holes in and around Melbourne? Like, what are your favourite bars, pubs, whether they're current, closed? I mean, everything in Melbourne at the moment is closed, but... Um, yeah, yeah, where's anywhere the one that's come out of yeah. COVID where you guys um, might want to go for a drink there? My favourite pub in Australia is the Wandy up in Mondelegon. It is hands down my favourite pub drinking hole anywhere in the world. 
Now, this sounds, um, like, this sounds like something that really does need to be described for yeah. overseas listeners. So the one Just so you get to say Wondilagong a bit more, which will excite Wondilagong is a town of about 150 people. It's not a gold mining town. It's a timber pub. Um, it's the post office. Paddy, who owns it, is an ex-submariner. Um, he's really good mates with John Selton from the Pedborough Brick Lane. And you sit outside under a tree. There's music playing. Great pub food. It's just one of those perfect spots. Um, and if you get too drunk and go for a wonder, you might fall, fall down a gold mining shaft. <laughs> Sounds perfect. It, it is, seriously. Sound. Yeah. I did have this idea in my head the other day that when we come out of COVID lockdown, the first pub that introduces a barber shop in the pub is the pub I'm going to. And they'll <laughs> yeah, make that's a, yeah. like, yeah. we all yeah. need a haircut. That's not yeah. a bad call. Like, yeah. just, that's a good call. Even if you hire a couple of bartenders that are, that are hairdressers and set up a couple of chairs, that's the pub I'm going to. Yeah. And then, I like that. On the money. And then pubs we in could, Melbourne. Pubs and then in Melbourne. Sorry. And then we can really get a like... yeast sample from all the hair and brew a beer oh, for it. Oh, no, no. Oh, God, no. no. It's gone, gone too far. Yeah, on to other important matters. Warren, I reckon you better go and bring that laundry in, mate. I reckon it's about to <laughs> I, come I, down I, in yeah, bucket when, my, 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 silence, my, my silence just a couple of minutes ago was me running off to bring the... the... Oh, you've already, you have done it already, have you? That's yeah, in the pre-guest arrival introduction, that's what I was talking about. That was one of the things that might go horribly wrong and end the, the universe as we know it. It would be my head rolling off as my wife yelled at me because I forgot to, <laughs> I forgot to bring the laundry in. Now, so, yeah. pubs in Melbourne, guys. Which, yeah. <laughs> favourite places in Melbourne? Uh, well, I've got a soft spot for the rainbow. Oh yes, nice. Um, you know, I sadly just drink at Cowan just about all the time, yeah. but I love a good pubby pub. Yeah. Um, and we don't—we're probably the closest thing to it in Thornbury, yeah. or mm. even all the way. There's not much along High Street really. There, there's a couple, yeah. um, but there's oh, so many classic pubs in that sort of Fitzroy Collingwood area that I love. Yeah. I like the Lincoln. Oh yeah. Oh, how good Mainly is the Lincoln? I'll, I love the Lincoln, but mainly it's because I like the publican, I think. Oh, yeah. Ian, Ian, something Ian else. Brent, um, we went to Wellington with them, uh, with Guard Project, and they literally broke both of us. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do that. Yeah. Yeah, I got PhD from that. <laughs> Whenever I, you know, someone mentions Yumcha, I'd gag <laughs> reflex. Yeah. <laughs> regulars, regulars to the Lincoln have got these horrific kind of memories and flashbacks of Ian running at them with a bottle of tequila. Um, yeah. yeah, that's normally how how yeah. <laughs> how we envisage Ian. Um, yeah. Not that they have a bad set of beers and no. wines either. Good no, it's good, it's good fun. It's good food. The booze is always good. It's just very well done. It's just a well done pub. Mm. So, I think there's a few, a lot of pubs in Victoria or Melbourne that do one thing really well, and they kind of forget the rest. Whereas you yeah. get pub, you know, you're the good ones. It doesn't matter what you're feeling like. You know, you can go there. It'll be good. I think my when I was a guest on this podcast, my call was the Lincoln, and the reason was. You know, most people try to be everything to everyone and be nothing to no one and fail. But occasionally mm. you get venues where they can be everything to everyone and it actually, they actually pull it off. Yep. Speaking yeah. of everything to everyone, you guys do fill that hole for a lot of people in Thornbury. Um, uh, you also do, you also do, Take, you also have your you also have a couple of takeaway options as well, and that's probably pretty relevant for for um, Melbourne. Um, aren't you happy you 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 started Club Wild back in 2017? Yeah, so the website's been a bit of a beast at the moment. Yeah. Um, put it mildly, um, the warehouse is now like we've had a warehouse for a few years anyway, just because we don't have any storage here. Um, but we've now got six guys, you know, all our hospital team are out there. The enthusiast has exploded. The gin drops five times the size it was at the start of COVID. All, all the subscription clubs have 
grown massively, except for one. Except for one. <laughs> Which is, funnily enough, a wine club called Club Magnum. So apparently people aren't going to get together and drink Magnums. Which is <laughs> <laughs> <Just> very disappointing. <laughs> And, and also selling Jeroboam's the other day online um, as an opening, uh, a Jeroboam of Rosé. And I was both at the same, Ben and Wine, Ben Knight, who's been on, uh, featured on the podcast before. And I was just like, oh, mate, I think the Jeroboam is a big push at the moment for people. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, yeah. I've bought a few from some wholesalers recently because they're giving me really nice pricing. So I'll just drink them at the Christmas party. Mm. Good thinking. Good, very good thinking. Yeah. But no, it's all been, it's all been ticking along really well. Yeah. Um, forced us to kind of get the warehouse organised and because you know, we just had space and we kind of used it, but we're pushing so much booze through there at the moment, we actually have to, you know, set it up properly. And Exactly right. And we've, you know, at the start of all of this, we instigated a neighbourhood SIP service to, you know, within 5Ks and that's, that's just grown and, and that's something we'll continue will continue to do um, yeah. afterwards to, you know, service the, the local community. Okay, that's a, one of the questions that I sort of find fascinating and keep on thinking about is, you know, how much of the online buying of things do you think is a, just a COVID, you know, response and how much do you think will continue on afterwards? You know, but how do you sort of see those things fitting together? I reckon it'll continue pretty strong for a fair while. I think this has fundamentally changed how people shop, you know, and I think everyone, it's forced everyone to get their offering right and deliver efficiently and just do all that stuff. So it's a lot easier than what it was even six months pre-COVID. We must talk about this efficient delivery. It's exactly what we were discussing on the show beforehand. We've come, we'll come Mostly out. efficient delivery. <laughs> We'll come out and park across the road from your warehouse and see how you do it one day as we struggle to get our <laughs> 10 packs successfully to Seaford and Eltham and uh, Ballarat in a given week. How does your yeah. radius work, guys? Do you, have, you know, during COVID time, obviously, have you guys had to put a limit on how far you deliver out to? Or Yeah, so we picked a bunch of suburbs, the local ones initially, um, and it's purely postcode based. Um, it's all Shopify stores, so it's all done automatically. And then, Except for we accidentally excluded Ivanhoe at one point. Yeah, excluded the suburb that I live in. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then we expanded it a little while ago um, just to pick a few more bits, a few more places up. We've been asked for Collingwood quite a lot, which we weren't doing. Um, and yeah, it just went from there. I think it's probably about as big as it's going to get because um, we're doing it with our staff and our driver. So... Know, anymore, we'll have to go through a third party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a nightmare. And then we'd have to start charging for it as yeah. well. Yeah. At the moment, it's a it's a free service. Yeah, yeah. So we've we've gone down the charging route, but effectively, there's a bit of cross subsidisation going on there, where you know, if there's two or three people in. Ah, uh, Footscray, who are all paying for delivery, they're helping our mates in Seaford make sure that they get, you know, a beer as well. So, yeah, a bit of sharing the love kind of thing going on there. We're also pretty lucky. We do pretty big numbers now through Aussie Post. So, we get not quite the top rate, but I reckon we will be on the pretty well the top rate soon. You know, can, can vent and quarantine his box certainly help your numbers, that's for sure. Yeah, was, we, yeah, and we're, we're getting on to the other one there. We'll, let's mm. move right on to the collaborational event that's coming up. Right. Sure, the good people of Australia Post are looking forward to that one. Um, that's, our, <laughs> that's our excuse for having you on. Um, <laughs> give us a bit of an overview and tell us some of the breweries that you're going to be working with on that one and, you know, give us a flavour. Well, of the breweries, 80% of the breweries who are involved in the in the collaborational box and the virtual festival were actually going to appear at the physical festival, which was planned back on 28th of March on the street outside of Carwin. Um, People had actually left their home countries to come here. (laughs) Wow. We canceled. So close. It was less than two weeks out. Uh, We were, we were ready to go. We'd done all the hard work. Um, So it was such a shame at the time. We were devastated. Uh, we obviously postponed and then we had to change our plans again. 
Um, and when it came to, you know, the decision to change our plans again, by that time, uh, a virtual festival actually sounded pretty damn good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we weren't that excited about it yeah. when we first postponed, but when, the more we thought about it, we thought this is a great opportunity. We've already got, you know, all these breweries committed to do this. Um, and they were going to make a collaboration beer anyway, so not, why not put it into a box and spread it far and wide? Yeah, um, yeah so I can, I'm happy to go over some of the names. Yeah, oh, yeah, do, we'd love to... you. Yeah, please. Yeah, go I mean, yeah. we've got names like, you know, Firestone Walker, DeMolin, um, Stillwater, Arizona Wilderness. Sounds like our ad from that could be <laughs> What was that, Ben? <laughs> so, so, a very good friend of the business did an ad for us about three years ago. It's still on our YouTube channel. It's one of the only videos on there. Um, Bruce, uh, listing all the beers and half the beers on that list. Some of them are in the festival now. <laughs> Do yourself a favour and jump on the YouTube channel and just have a look at Bruce's work. It's amazing. We might even get, but we might even link it up onto our Facebook page or something. Robbie as well. Um, and then, you know, so who's who of Australian breweries as well? Uh, we've got, oh, gee, Sailor's Grave, Deeds, Other Side. One Drop were a, um, a late entrant. So there was a couple of breweries who couldn't get involved. So One Drop came and saved the day and they bought uh, a long cascade, um, you know, House of Sour from Portland, which is wow. a... Wow. That's an epic combination. I'm really looking forward to their beer. It's a pretty um, magic lineup of brewery. I mean, you know, you, as you say, you've got some of the very best in Australia and a yeah. huge lineup from overseas. Oh, it's, it's insane. Um, one of the beers I'm most excited for is, is the uh, collab between Ocho from Tassie and Stillwater from the States. They've done a beer called, I'll give you the name, it's called Deep Fake. <laughs> Um, I probably shouldn't give too much else away. No, no but we don't want to ask anything that we can't know about. But there's even just hearing those names, I think is going to be getting a whole lot of mm. people pretty excited. I can also tell you that strap yourself in because five out of the eleven beers are imperial strength. Uh, there's there's five IPAs, a couple of imperial stouts. Like it's a big box of beer. We definitely do not recommend. Drinking the whole thing to yourself in one day. And we know people are going to take that on as a challenge, but we take no responsibility whatsoever. It sounds like yeah, what right. I said before we did the Deeds yeah. virtual birthday party and um, I've, all I got next day was just this constant flow of little messages on my phone from people, depending on what time they woke up and how they were feeling. It was a, we told them at the beginning, yeah. don't try and drink all these beers tonight. Yeah. And then it's uh, virtual festival is during the day on Saturday, 24th of October, which leads into grand final uh, night, I guess. So it's going to be some very sore heads um, Sunday. Now, so give us a, what, what can you tell us about the festival that the, the public's about to know already? You know, what kind of things are going to enhance their, their beery experience? Because I think this is one of the most fascinating things that come out of the lockdown is just the, the different ways that breweries and venues have been finding ways to connect people. Cool. So the virtual uh, component is going to be a mix of some pre-recorded stuff and some live stuff. Um, so we've got some, uh, some Zoom interviews between the Australian brewery and the international brewery to see sort of how they came up with the beer. Um, we've got some other video of some of these internationals giving us a little bit of a, a tour of uh, their breweries and talking about how they've been coping the last, you know, six months. Um, we've got a, a, a fun live segment with uh, Garage Project and Other Side at 2pm uh, on the day. Um, and they're all mates, so that should be a bit of fun. And yep. then finishing, uh, finishing with a local live brewers sort of get-together segment, I suppose. And then there'll be other little fun bits thrown in amongst that and hopefully it all comes together. Yep. Amazing. We've got a few other questions, but I really think that, you know, this is a sensible time to ask the question, you know, how can people be involved if they haven't already jumped and, and grabbed themselves a pack? Is it still possible? And Yeah, there's, there's a small amount left. Just hop onto our website, be Which a is? giant banner on the front page yeah. and, and snap one up. Um, we, 
we've got all the beer arriving to our warehouse late next week and we're packing and shipping. Uh, it'll probably, probably sell out around then. So if you're thinking about it, um, yeah, get, get on it. Don't miss out. And what's the website? It's carbonsellers.com.au. Which is the website I have open at the moment. The, the banner looks, the banner when it's, you load the website up and it's the first thing you see on the, on the screen. So it's very, very easy to, to, uh, to find so much so that I just click buy now. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what we like. Well, I mean, that, look, obviously I think that's been one of the most exciting sort of events that's been on the Melbourne uh, beery calendar for the year, given the circumstances. I think even if it hadn't been the circumstances, it would still be up there. So there's a whole lot of people I know who are really looking forward to that and not looking forward to the day after having uh, <laughs> having uh, yes. enjoyed that and then enjoyed the um, enjoyed the grand final. Um, how do you sort of see COVID? You know, as we hopefully start to emerge from things in the coming weeks. You know, what's what else have you got up your sleeves that you can tell us apart from showing off the new font and the new glass washer, which I would be very excited we, to see. So, <laughs> we haven't thought about a single thing for the bar in six months. So <laughs> I understand. You, you guys just prompted us like we've got Midnight Tower coming up and we changed the concept last year and it was meant to be a big name international brewery that we haven't spoken to in about eight months. So we don't think that's going to happen. And we've now got to work out how we're going to organise 20-odd sour beers from one producer between now and Australia Day. So oh, They've all got to be first pours. And they've all got to be first pours. So, that's a, no, that's, no. that won't be much to get your heads around. It'll be fine. You've got plenty of It'll be fine. There's, we've got a couple of people in mind that either owe us some favours, like us, or we like them, and I'm pretty sure we'll, we'll pull well, it off. I think what we're going to do is move 20, uh, 2022 forward to 2021. Yeah, so we'll move the yeah. brewery from the year after forward and then... Because um, the other thing is the, the big international brewery, the, the sour brewer that works for them, the deal was he got to come out because um, mm-hmm. he's not allowed to travel for the company he works for. Uh, so... This gets more and more intriguing by the, the moment. US. So, he's, yeah, he's not coming from the US in January, so... Can I say his first name as a clue? Yes. Jim. That's all you get. That's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> all these people Googling Jim Brewery. <laughs> Jim Brewery, yeah. And he likes large photos. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to going around and seeing uh, what other venues have done Renos. Yeah. Because <laughs> you just don't get the chance. Yeah. Like, you know, we we wanted to do this for so long, um, but it's like, oh, do we? You know, we got to shut the bar, and yeah, yeah. I know well, a couple. The bar of top we re- the bar top we replaced was four sheets of marine plywood that I glued together. It was meant to last a year. It's five and a half years later. Oh, yeah, marine plywood's pretty strong. It's yeah, marine plywood. Yeah. It's a great job. Yeah, it did really well, but you can have it. It's still good. <laughs> <laughs> I've spoken to a couple of places that have done renovations on their pub, either just before we went into lockdown or they've done it during lockdown. And their big concern is, like you said earlier, no one's going to see it. They are, they're going to have to put people outside. They're not going to get the full experience of being inside yeah. the pub. Yeah. Um, or, or it's been so long they'll forget what it was like before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm banking on is that people just walk back in and I go, do you like the renovations? They go, no, it looks, looks shit like it always has. No, <laughs> you clearly don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Might say something about uh, the amount that they consume. while they're in. Um, I feel like I need to hit you guys up with our most traditional of our call room questions. And hopefully you saw this one in the notes come through earlier, because this is the one that sometimes stymies people. um, What's the strangest thing you've ever seen in a call room or the oddest little happening? Or we always sort of say that, you know, when Warren was first on the show for him, it was there was a shark in a call room that he entered once that was, you know, as a small child. Well, Ben's just prompted me earlier talking about one of our good good beer week promo videos from oh. from yesteryear. Yes, and uh, you know we shot we shot a variety of different videos, and one of them was a skit where 
we walked into the call room and big John, who's a, you know, six foot six, you know, tall, about <laughs> 10 with long hair, was, uh, it was just in his jocks, passed out, hugging one of the kegs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, tell me you got photos of that. Oh, it's, big, it's on the it's published video. It's on the YouTube channel. Yeah. A big John wrapped around a keg. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty good. How long do you think John's been in there? Well, David? Having, having just walked, the camera had just walked past an Oompa Loompa. One of our staff members had an Oompa Loompa suit in his car the day we were filming. <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> you just, did you ever ask why they had the Oompa Loompa suit or was that just a... It's Owen, we don't it's ask. Owen, we don't ask. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know no, how, long our Big, manager. how long had Big John been in the cool room hugging the... Uh... A while. <laughs> It was turning a, a nice shade of blue. Yeah. Well, it's the keg call room. We haven't checked it for quite some time. Yeah, so, it's still being there. We don't know. And how, and, I was say, and how about you, Ben? But that doesn't really narrow it down. But yeah, out of the number of Ben. But... No, it's probably about the same, actually. Ben's, uh, there's these Rodenbach uh, sort of one-way disposable kegs oh. that you get in. I've seen Ben nearly take his uh, head off with uh, Flanders Red. Yeah. Uh, Probably at least once, but we love a good explosion story. Love a good explosion yeah. story. Um, <laughs> I, I seem to, because I, I don't change kegs very often, and Rodenbach kegs, the one ways they used for a long time, once they're open, they stay open, and I, I forget every time I do it, so I pull a couple off, bang, straight in the face, oh. covered in Rodenbach. Delicious. Delicious, but it's not. <laughs> And do you have my magic skill, which is always doing that at the beginning of a shift? You never do it yes. at the end, but you know, you, you no, walk in. always the... start. Yep. Yep. It was like the other day I was carrying some beers around in a backpack and it was the black currant gosa can that split and went down my pants as I was walking of down from Mooney Valley. You know, it, yeah. it wasn't, you know, something that, you know, would, it wasn't a seltzer, which just could have, you know, no one would have noticed. Yeah. Was it from uh, Burnley? Yes, that's the one. <laughs> that's all. Oh, that's a, that's a, a cracking beer, by the way. It but is. Um, we loved it. We, we it, loved it, a whole it, lot it of it. It pours like sparkling Shiraz. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really does. It's yeah. beautiful, amazing colour, um, particularly when it's soaking into your jeans on a, you know, 24 degree day as you're walking from Flemington to, you know, Mooney Ponds. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> sorry about that to you and everyone around you. Um, <laughs> yeah. With, We've actually, here's a scoop for you. We've got a collab with Burnley coming out uh, early November. Yeah. Oh, exciting. What, yeah. what, what, can we find out what it is? Well, it was inspired by uh, the very beer that leaked down your pants. <laughs> and um, we've just taken it up a few notches in typical Carlin style. So there you go. Excellent. Has it got a name? Uh, it does. It's called Fruitful Discussion. There you go. Ah. Well, if you'd like a photo of my pants from that day, I think I still have one going around because it looks like I axe murdered someone, you know. Or, or you could just change it to what ran down my pants. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe not. All right. Let's talk about your time in the hospitality industry, Warren, and all those successful businesses. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> I don't know, gents, unless you got uh, my lovely yeah, Plug something else quick. Yeah, I was going to say. All right, well, I was going to say, it's straight on the back of um, the collaborational boxes, of course, we've got Canvent this yep. year. Um, and I may have gone a little excited this year. Yes. <laughs> so so the, the price is going up a little this year, but... Also, the quality. It'll be worth it. It'll be, it'll be worth it. Um, so this is a really this is interesting because we had a listener question yeah. on our Facebook yeah. during the day from longtime friend of the podcast, Lord Andy Coyne, and he was asking. Yeah. I, I guess it would be his opinion that you know last year wasn't up to what he thought the quality of the year before was, and you're saying this year is going to be. This year is going to be insane. So um, how dangerous is it to sort of keep trying to beat the previous year, I guess, is my... Very dangerous. Yeah, you think we'd learn. <laughs> no. Um, the, the, the interesting thing for us, though, for Canvent especially, Canvent is 
purely experimental. So yeah. people are always going to say last year was better than this year. I don't like the beers. There's too many of this or too many of that. We get it every year. Yep. And I'd, I'd qualify that by saying not Gab's experiment. Not Gab's experiment. We like drinkable beers. But <laughs> we, we want to push some boundaries and push some brewers to do things, things they don't normally do and take it a bit harder. I get that people aren't going to like all the beers. I kind of take that as what's meant to happen. If that makes so it's sense. kind of the point, really, isn't it? Like, yeah. It's kind of the point. And if you're opening a new beer every day, you're not guaranteed to get something that you're going to love. So no. it's kind of the fun of the whole thing. It's, mm. yeah. yeah. We kind of aim that if there's half the beers you really love, there's probably six you're okay with. The last six, there's probably going to be one or two that you're never going to drink again. And that's okay. That's fine. That's what it is. You're going to buy our can then. That's what you should be expecting. And I think once there was one quite vocal complainer who I actually ended up speaking to in the store. And when I kind of explained to him, we went, yeah, okay, I'm going to shut up now because that's what you're trying to do. He thought it was just a nice box of beer for Christmas, but that's not it. So you were there are other ones of- you can buy for that. Exactly. Um, so what big also, things are happening, Ben? You've sort of given... Are we talking well, an all-imperial so event or...? No, okay, I'll, I'll give a bit away. So there's it's two 12-packs this year, um, so it'll fit in the fridge easier. Uh, uh, one is the hot box, so 12 hot-driven beers, and one is the mystery box. Um, and that's the real mixed bag. Although we do have, somehow, we've got a really high proportion of... <laughs> of mixed culture beers in there this year. So if you're a fan of those styles, Mm, uh, we've got the best of Australia in, you know, in terms of mixed culture in the box. It's absolutely insane. insane. Um, We basically approached it this year. We, you know, we're going to ask the breweries that we want to be involved and ask them to pitch on a beer. Um, And if we, we like it and we're happy with the price, then they're in and they all pitch such, you know, ridiculous things that we couldn't say no to. Yeah. And now we've ended up with this, like, incredible box of beer. But, um, but yeah, the price has had to go on up a little bit, yeah. unfortunately. Will, will you have, can you, well, not will you, but can, can you buy the boxes separately or is it only, oh, yeah. No. Nothing. We're gonna, and we're going to get that a lot. Um, and the answer is definitely no. Do you have a uh, release date this year, guys? Can you tell the listeners out there? Because you guys, you know, over the last few years, you're known to sell out of your can vents pretty quickly. Um, when yeah. do they appear? And uh, we how do the guys get pre- them? So pre-orders the middle of October this year. So October 14th. October 14th. We pushed it back a bit because um, we've got collaborational boxes going out. So we wanted to kind of get those out to people I didn't want to be the guy going, hey, give me money for the pre-order for one thing. And then here's a pre-order for another thing. You haven't got the first one. So we pushed that back a bit, um, which I think works because I think we all know that some of the other canvents have already, and their calendars have already come out on pre-order. So it gives everyone their own kind of space as well. Yeah. People are going to lose their mind on day one. Day one is... A year in the planning now. <laughs> and we're only just going to get it done in time. So, well, I know where my Kanban calendar is coming from this year then, just based on that. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a serious box of beer. Yeah. Amazing. The other thing is we're not... So for us, Kanban, we have a limited number. You know, we could change it up, drop the price, sell more. That's not what we're doing. There is no more than last year. So, you know, and, and the number, the, the volume for us won't increase now. This is about where it's going to stay. So, Bloody hell, it's like Meredith tickets. That's the plan. Yeah, well, we don't get to go to Meredith anymore, Boris. No, no. So spend your money on <laughs> beer. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, no, it's, that's, it's going to be good fun. And then we get through the packing of that, which is. I'm I'm based at the warehouse at the moment, so I'm doing the logistics and stuff. Stuff. Um, it's going to be an interesting tight squeeze into our warehouse, but we'll get there. Mm. 
I feel, guys, like you've given us previews and teasy teasers for all sorts of things that are going to set taste buds <laughs> there, across Melbourne. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we wanted to hear. It's fantastic. Uh, we've got a couple more barrel aged collabs coming out. Um, some are like, a couple are really good. Um, yes. One of them we're not really sure of yet. We haven't had a chance to taste it because it's not in Melbourne and we haven't been able to go and visit. Right. Do you have uh, your, and it's, it sounds like you have your doubts. Well, surely you don't well, have any doubts. No, well, it's one of those beers we picked possibly the daggiest style of beer and then we put it in the daggiest barrels we could find. What's the... What's the daggiest style of beer? I think you've at least got a cough to what they... What they... Uh, well, uh, we went with the wheat wine. We went with the wheat wine in <laughs> fortified wine barrels. Oh, yeah. So so it should... Yeah. It should scream daggy yeah. to me. <laughs> it should be delicious. But neither of those things sell really well on their own no. anymore. No. So... And then, yeah, we're doing, working on a couple new projects for next winter at the moment as well. Oh, so, so hold on. You've got a high ABV beer, which you're then putting into a cask. Fortified wine cask. Fortified wine cask. And I'm assuming, I'm, I'm just going to throw one out there. Probably Victorian. Uh, yep. Fortified wine cask. And if it's anywhere near there... And you can't get up to Rutherglen is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. It's, You're it's getting a, close. Oh, we're getting close. But it's a warm, I'm assuming it's going to be, it's a pretty warm part of the state. Hmm. No, not really. Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, oh that's fine. Got, I was, just, I was just thinking the ABV, what, what will be the finishing alcohol? We got no idea. We have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we went up, we brewed it, we had a great time, we had a whole conversation about it, we threw it in some barrels, and then Christmas came, and then COVID hit, and... We haven't been able to get samples back sound, so yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. There's another there's another barley wine that we've got going on that we've completely forgotten about. Yeah, we've got another barley wine that we've forgotten about. <laughs> uh, there's also actually but barley wines are good to forget about. Yeah, though. but that's yeah. true. But there's also two casts of whiskey at that particular brewery that I'd also forgotten about until last week. So it's just like a charmed going. life where you just have, you know, these sort of, you know. Kegs and bottles and things just lying around. Oh, I remember that. Yes, yes, that happens quite a lot with us. <laughs> I think so we no, there's a few things coming. Um, we're trying to kind of get a bit more of a steady stream of these sort of collabs and bits and pieces coming out. And we're getting close to kind of getting them out when they should come out. So we're currently talking to Boat Rocker about doing another version of Jack Jet. So it won't be Jack Jet, but it'll be something similar. Jim, Probably Jim Jet. No, I'm just Jim joking. Jet. I don't know. Something. <laughs> um, we're just having a chat to Matt about yeah. barrel selection for that. Um, something you're not expecting. Yeah, something you're not expecting. Yeah. Southern Comfortable Jet. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Do that just for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about things that are not going to sell too much. <laughs> We like that challenge, though. Yes, we do. <laughs> but no, it'll be good fun. There's a few... There's a, bit, a little bit of a conversation with Black Arts starting at the moment about doing some, some barrels. Because um, Ben and I both grew up in the wine industry. Um, we've got access to really good oak from really good wineries. So we're just kind of starting that process. And then we've got six sour beers coming out in about or six weeks. Um, serious barrel aged sours. Like, oh, that wow. got brewed like three over three years ago. Oh, yeah. That's been, that was our kind of first go at our own kind of thing. Um, and two of them are collabs with um, Old Wives Ales. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, and that's a, a Flanders, Flanders Red base. And that beer is looking outstanding. Yeah. So that was a bit of fun what we did. So yeah, they've just, just about finished bottle conditioning now. Well, guys, I feel like you've given us all of these previews of all of these fun things that people are going to be, well, hanging out for over the next six months or even longer. Can you yeah. give us your socials so that 
we can make sure that all the listeners and us can keep abreast of all these things and make sure that we don't miss out <laughs> on the opportunity to, uh, to get involved and buy them? Um, it was just at Carlin Sellers. Um, but uh, if you're into your wine, you have to give <laughs> Wine in Melbourne a follow on Instagram. Ben has, f- has finally started his own Instagram to show off the wine that he's drinking. So. Yeah, pretty well. It, so what was the second one there? Wine wanker. in Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah. There's Ben drinking ludicrous bottles of wine around the fire, I believe. <laughs> Pretty well. That's about it. About all we can do in Melbourne at the moment. So, all right. yeah. Yeah. Like great page. Well, guys, yeah, all our socials is just it's hey. Carwin. Yeah. I'm sure you can find it easy enough. And we'll, of course, link that in all and about get it. Get on, the, get on the mailing list as well. We get some pretty, pretty cool offers from time to time and discounts on, you know, Canvent and all that sort of stuff. Amazing. Well, thank you guys. I'm sure we're going to be hearing far, far more about these beers as they are, as they emerge into the market over the next six months or so. And um, we look forward to going and seeing some quality wrestling at the Thornbury Town <laughs> Hall and then wandering <laughs> over the road to Carwin. Or even for those who don't like wrestling, it's still worth going to Carwin. It is obviously very much worth going to Carwin. Um, we can't wait until we have the opportunity to come out and visit in the flesh again sometime soon. And thanks very much. Thanks for having thanks, us. guys. Cheers, guys. Hey there, Cool Room listeners, we've got a little ad for you. No, we're not asking for money so that you can advertise quality mattresses, razors, or any of those other sort of things that seem to get advertised on podcasts. What we're looking for is other fun podcasts that would like to share a 30-second ad with our listeners, letting everyone know why they're so great, and in return, letting us share a 30-second ad for The Cool Room. We know that right now there's a whole lot of people who are looking for fun new podcasts to help them while away their isolation hours, So if you've got something to share, drop us a line via our Facebook or Instagram accounts. Right, add over.